This is an Area Code podcast. You're listening to The Table of Malcontents, where Aaron Armstrong and Dave Schrader talk about the books they love and a few they really don't to help you be a better reader. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Table of Malcontents. I'm Aaron, and with me, as always, is Dave. Dave, how are you? I'm somber. Why are you somber? I'm somber because there's an, an amazing author that I love, and I read one of the most amazing books by him that you've not read by the way Mm. but he just passed away um, by the time the day that we were recording this podcast and you wouldn't you wouldn't why i don't know why you'd really care about this Aaron, because you really now you've never read more than 50 pages of his book i read Um, 54 thank you okay well larry mcmurtry may he mess uh, rest in peace not messed in peace rest i know may he rest in peace may he also slap you in the face for not reading one of the best westerns if not the best western of all time i mean Uh, i've read some some elmore leonard and he's pretty good okay well i don't i'm just saying you know we we uh this is an opportunity to revisit um, the great Westerns because of, uh, of Larry's passing. So I know, I think I saw he was 84, lived certainly a very full life of mm-hmm. writing. Um, he did not grow up in Texas, but he lived the majority of his life there. Is that right? Uh, I think that's I, what his story is. I think so. Yeah. And, um, um, yeah, he's one of those that, Boy, what a what a prolific writer! Um, and I'm curious for our listeners of how many uh, other books of his that you guys have read. Most of his books are very long. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Lonesome Dove is 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 an epic. That's why eight hundred and forty three pages. I know. Um, and but you only read fifty four of those. So, yes. Yes. Okay. Man, so yeah. so so tough there. So does this make you want to read? Uh, anything else from him uh, after you read Lonesome Dove too? Well, oh, see there, there you go. It's back to you. You have to read Lonesome Dove. What if? Yeah. What if I'm just choosing not to? What? Why would you choose not to? What is preventing you from um, honoring his legacy? Mostly peer pressure. You mean you're like you, you're not reading it because. Barnabas and I and so many others who follow this podcast have shamed you about for not reading, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so I'm basically just digging my heels in at this point. Oh, man. I know. I'm a monster, and I understand this. Okay. All right. I understand. Mm-hmm. All right. Wow. Well. Now, now, having said that, I mean, you know, the last picture show is intriguing to me. I forgot that he. That's right. Yeah, let's go over what he's what he's uh, what he has written. I think that'd be a good place for everyone to kind of have a good glimpse of. All right. So, last picture show broke. Mm-hmm. You know, broke back mountain. You know that. Mm-hmm. Um, what 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 else is most notable? Because he, mm. he wrote so many. He right? has done like he has done a lot, and. Um... You know, I'm trying to like, I mean, he is someone I have not read a ton of, as we know, as we know. Yeah. Um, 
So real quick, the mm-hmm. uh, the Lonesome Dove series, I can't remember what they called, but you've got Streets of Laredo, Comanche Moon, and Dead Man's Walk. Is that right? Dead Man's Walk is in there, yep. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Yep, so there's he, four books in that series. Okay, right. And then we've got uh, Horseman Pass By, mm-hmm. Leaving Cheyenne. which Cadillac Jack. Wrote, yeah, he wrote all those way back in the early 60s. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um uh all my friends are going to be strangers that's another one sin killer these are like classic western names mm-hmm. that's why like yeah right cadillac jack that's right last kind words saloon yes crazy horse he wrote a book on crazy horse he Dude. wrote a book on billy the kid oh anything for billy but, you know, I'll tell you this, you know, look at all these books and I know they're set, you know, so many are set in Texas or other places in the Wild West. It is just evidence again about how place is character. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, y- you wonder, like a guy like that couldn't write books like this if he if he was living in New York City, for example, yeah. he would have to like be immersed in that zone. Now, Cormac McCarthy did did. Has he been, is he, is he living in Texas or does he still live in like Knoxville or something? Do you know? I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think of someone else who writes a lot of Texas stories. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like and, I'll have to look that one up. I know getting, getting meta yet again. I know. Yeah. So interesting. I know. Yeah. You know, this is, this is where, you know, and, and again, I will say it is to my shame. I have not been able to successfully engage with Larry McMurtry. I acknowledge the fact that he is um, renowned as an incredible author. <laughs> I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also yeah, just, yeah. I, I just have had a hard time with reading any of his stuff and it resonating with me. So... What, what, why do you think that is? Just the fact that it's characters from the past riding on horses? Like, what, what is it? No, I mean, I haven't had a problem with some West, other Westerns that, that I've read. Um, you know, I have no problem with um, past, present, or future settings. Yeah. Um, it was. I, I don't know if it maybe it was just the wrong time for me to start trying to read. Yeah. Um, and read that particular book. Well, and I mean, certainly well, um, time well, and place in life do matter a lot. What I told you, I read it over a month in a quieter time. I think mm-hmm. I tried starting it at one point. I realized it was just too busy and I needed like just a little bit more of a, a schedule. And I just, yeah, took a month, a couple hundred pages a, a week, I guess, uh, by mm-hmm. the math. And it was... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I yeah, it was okay being a slow read. I suppose the miniseries lends to that too, just the fact that there's all these sections in the book where you follow. There's something about that. There's something about the um, you know, the epic nature of it of of you know, that wild west. And um I'm just curious if listeners, how many of you have jumped on more uh western stories. I uh happen to see uh Cormac McCarthy's All the Pretty Horses was on TV the other day and uh, um, which I really enjoyed the book. Uh, the movie's not as good, but uh, but again, I think I think it's 
getting older, I appreciate those stories more. I used to not like Westerns as much, but I like them a lot more now. But you're right. I have not read a lot of McMurtry's books. I certainly feel like we should try a couple others. If you can't do Lonesome Dove, maybe something a little shorter and yeah. a little bit of a different topic. But uh, not all books have to be epics like Lonesome Dove is supposed to be. But Maybe uh, Terms of Endearment? Did, did he write Terms of Endearment? Mm-hmm. Like the Terms of Endearment that became the movie? Mm-hmm. Did he? Apparently. No way. Yeah. Really? Huh. Yep. Huh. I did not know that. Yeah. We are learning so much about... Interesting. Man. Okay, my mind is is real-time learning. No, it really is, because we literally just found out about this like an hour ago, about him Mm -hmm. passing. And so we're like, you know what? He... And I know, I'm sure Barnabas has read a few more of his books, certainly than, definitely more than you, but, uh, but. uh, (laughs) It's not hard. It's not hard. No, but I'm still fascinated. Okay. Now, now, see now, you know, folks, I know we didn't, clearly didn't do a lot of prep here, but you're right. Last picture show, Streets of Laredo, which was a movie in the nineties, Brokeback Mountain, Mm -hmm. which was was a short story, right? Uh I think Maybe. it was a short story, like some sort of like article, long article or something that became then the movie. Um, by the way, it looks like he passed away in New Mexico or no, he's in Tucson, Arizona. Interesting. He lived in Tucson for a while, whereas Cormac McCarthy is in New Mexico. So there you go, man. Interesting. He's had a few of his other uh, books that have been adapted into um uh, miniseries and so on so comanche moon was a, a mini one um and I'm trying to think what else so yeah all right let's let's go into the history of brokeback mountain here for a second all right so um, okay. so you'll you'll okay. be before in- we jo- before we joke about that too by the way it, it is is weird from a uh, a christian context watching that mm-hmm. cinematography is amazing in that movie yes i have seen it <laughs> <laughs> the, sound, the soundtrack is really good too mm-hmm. <laughs> but i just can't watch it again yeah <laughs> so i'll leave it at that there well, you go i have never watched it never um, have okay no i've never watched it okay um no judgment <laughs> um, no 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 i mean no. I, I it was what it did it win it didn't win best picture he won i think angley won uh, best director, but he didn't. That didn't win best picture. I uh, it won. It won um, something big. It won best best picture, best adapted screenplay, <gasps> oh. and oh, sorry, best director, best adapted screenplay, and best and there original film go. score. It was a sweep. Um, and one so it he, did not get best picture though. I did right. That's yeah, why I remember it was that. one of those few that he won best mm-hmm. director, but not yeah. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So. Um, so here's what's interesting. So it was based on a short story from 1997, but it was not a McMurtry short story. What? Yeah. Well, help me out. What, it uh, was. Um, it was. He a, wrote the screenplay. He just wrote the screenplay. He co-wrote the screenplay oh, with uh, uh, Diana Osana. Okay. Okay. All he was right, one of the producers okay. on the film. Okay. Um, Fair enough. And then. Annie uh, Annie Prue 
is the that's right is the author. well done well done there we go okay i just remember that was a big deal since they won best spring screenplay gotcha yeah. that's when it was like a mcmurtry love fest that year so yeah okay yeah it was oh. the comeback for uh for larry mcmurtry so uh in terms of popular consciousness um as opposed to anything else you know i wish you know i know uh we interviewed Andrew Singa about Westerns and I know he loved Lonesome Dove, but I think he liked Westerns in general. Remember he loved Louis L'Amour books and he had mm -hmm. that huge selection. So I think he was just more, he liked the simple Westerns. I'm not saying Lonesome Dove is complicated. It's just bigger, you know, it's yeah. a bigger Western, but um, I, I'm just always, I, I meet so many men in particular who will list Lonesome Dove as their favorite novel of all time. And that, I read it out of curiosity to try and figure out the answer to that, that interesting fact for me. Mm -hmm. um, because really I, 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 and people who are Christians, people who are not Christians. Um, it's a little bit of both. And um, all I can come up with, like, you know, certainly men enjoy an epic story and it, and it definitely is that. Um, there is that, um, there's that, um, how should I put it? Well, there's the, that moral compass that, that the characters follow that mm -hmm. is really, really, um, it, 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 I should say it's, it's like, it's an honor, honor bound culture, but they stick to it. Yeah. You know, they have a code, a moral code and, everybody in that story sticks to it. And I yeah. think there's something about that, that we like crave that, mm -hmm. you know, that truth, but. Well, it's the romanticism not... of the past, right? Yeah, so, sure. Um, sure. Now, so in reading about Lonesome Dove versus mm -hmm. reading Lonesome Dove, huh. see, this is the interesting thing that's interesting to me is, is I enjoy reading about Lonesome Dove more than I enjoyed trying to read it at the time. <laughs> so, um, but my understanding of it based on what I've read about it is that he essentially wrote it as the anti-Western in that it was tearing down mm -hmm. the romantic, mm -hmm. the romantic notions of the West. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, this is not like <clears throat> early on in the wild West it's later on when it happens. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, I think also Cormac McCarthy does a really good job of that because most of his books are more in like the 20th century of the West and where there's still wild, but then again, like even like reading all the pretty horses, like that's set in like the fifties or something like that, you know, sixties mm -hmm. maybe in Mexico. And that's just different too. It shows a lots of the old ways and uh, in modern culture creeping in or hitting him over the head by a two by four. And I think that's part of what makes it yeah. inching. But so that's a good point. And by the way, I didn't, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I did. It's not my favorite novel. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I, I don't know if I want to reread it, um, but I really did appreciate it, but I was in a good state of mind when I could do that. So mm -hmm. um, I would encourage people to do it because I think it's just one of those that it's, it's that, that one that kind of sets the tone for all these others that are out there, but you're right. It's not a Clint Eastwood wild West story. It's not that it's uh, or John Wayne, but, but, but it follows, still that similar code that you get in like true grit and mm -hmm. uh in, in the movie and, and book in that sense and uh so i don't know but but um again yeah i think that's i think that i think you're getting to something that's interesting because 
I love Cormac McCarthy novels because you're right. They, they hit that uh, loss of the legend or loss of the, uh, the lure of the West and, uh, uh, and how characters deal with that. Uh, I think that's what makes those really good novels. So, although Blood Meridian, I know everybody loves that. I, man, <laughs> I, 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 I actually, that's my, one of my least favorite of his. Which really? Is crazy. Uh-huh. Okay. It's just, I didn't, I know I have not, I probably need to reread it. Uh, but I, I, I think when you have so many antagonists in it and who are just pretty terrible, um, whereas like No Country for Old Men, which, by the way, is about violence, and you see characters wrestle with it never ending. That's what makes it great. It's not like there's an answer, but you see them with this kind of destitute nature. And if you've seen the movie, it's Tommy Lee Jones's character of the sheriff on the hunt, you know, just realizing like this world has changed and I'm not, and that's the whole no country for old men, you know, it's uh, uh, it, it's, it's a real powerful statement of how the world has changed. So I don't know. I, uh, I, I, I think they're, they're all fascinating in, in different ways, but uh, there's that loss of um, it's not loss of innocence. What else is it, Aaron? I don't know. Um, you know, there, there are so many different places that are so many different ways you could describe it really. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, um, innocence is certainly one of those that you were saying. Yeah. Um, hope <laughs> yeah well i mean I, I this is why like when it comes to any story that has a lot of violence in it mm-hmm. i'm okay with it if it if it points to a level of redemption yes. and, and it doesn't have to be like really obvious um and i think that's why people put up with the road as another example even that's not a western it's just mm-hmm. more like it's so gritty it's so hard it shows how terrible the world is in an apocalypse-like scenario, um, but you're left with nothing but hope mm-hmm. in a in a story like that. And yeah. everyone, please read it so you can just experience it yourself. That's what makes that so good. To where a Christian sees it, to where Oprah Winfrey sees that, <laughs> why she made that in her book club selection years ago, to why so many others will put up with that type of. And I thought that, and, and I, and I, and I, even though. No Country for Old Men doesn't offer an answer. It, it, um, it, it's kind of like this, it's not a treatise. It's, well, it's an analysis of evil, absolutely, of how it can take over anyone, mm-hmm. even, uh, <clears throat> even the main, even, the, even something perhaps for good, like the main character. But I don't know. I, uh, I, I just think the genre goes in some areas that are just, um, really challenging and hit to the human core i think that's and again i didn't guys i didn't read five before the last five years i probably didn't read in any westerns so um so it's been a while yeah um so i and i've 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 i would read more westerns because of that mm-hmm. right so let me ask this with going back to larry mcmurtry since this episode's about him what what do, what do we read next then 
Like, I, I know you're not going to read Lonesome Dove. We, we've no. all settled that. Yeah. But what, what, what should we read? You know, I am. I, I mean, clearly I can, we shouldn't yeah. read more in that series because it, it continues on. with Augustus, Yeah, exactly. Right? It or doesn't not, make oh, sense sorry. to keep going yeah. in that in yeah. that space. Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, of what I've seen that's current, currently and easily available, um, I mean, certainly the last picture show, Terms of Endearment would be our ones that intrigue me. Um, although, like I said before that, anything for Billy, his Billy the Kid book, is one that actually mm. I would be very interested to read. Yeah. Okay. Even if it's not very good. I don't know if it's good or not. But... Yeah. Um, He's also got a book on Custer. Ah, that's right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Which, again, I I really like a lot of these stories that take place around kind of famous characters to, well, gosh, uh, The High Divide. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a good one right there where it's Custer is part of that in the background, you know, (laughs) Um, but, uh, but no, I'm with you. Um, the last picture show again. I I think that's uh, that looks great. I I just had never read it. Yeah. So okay. There we go. All right. So it sounds so, like we've got a plan. Is that our plan? We should read the last picture show. You you have read it though. You said no. I haven't. You haven't. Okay. No. Well, let's read that and compare. Okay. I'm in. I'm in. All right. Well, I'm sometime this week going to take a trip over to McKay's, and uh, all right. see if I can find a copy. Okay. All right. If you see two. You I might even buy both. One for and you might buy both. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. Well, I Dave, love it, man. I this know. has been a uh, meandering bit of mourning that we've done. It re- it really has. Uh, and, and by the way, I I not that I'm I'm certainly not hoping, but you know, Cormac McCarthy's similar age too. Like you know, you, there's going to be a variety of these guys. I can't imagine them living too much longer and. Uh, I don't, although I don't think he's would publish anything else, but, um, but I'll kudos to Larry McMurtry, just looking at the breadth of books he published over a long career, I mean, Mm -hmm. 60 plus years. Yeah. I mean, looking at his first novels in the early sixties to now, I mean, think how much the world has changed. Think about your perspective about the West in 1961 and then in 2021, how unique that is mm-hmm. and how it's probably changed, how he's been able to write different stories just with more life you've lived. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that that's really cool. Yeah. Mm. Well, so, we, will, we will, we will miss him. So yes. yeah, most mm. definitely, yeah. most definitely. But you know, I'm also going to miss you, Dave, because it's time for us to sign off. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. But uh, what, 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 what else are you reading right now? We got we got well, we got to cover that real quick. What do you got? Um, well, actually, there's a book that uh, that showed up in my mailbox recently that I would like to give a quick little shout out to. Okay. Yes. Um, well, two in fact. Uh, one of those is a um, is a book that I wrote for B and H Kids. Um, so right. the, the kids publishing area of B and H Publishing Group. Mm-hmm. Um, so last year during one of my many um many seasons where mondays became a tuesday um during uh for podcasting um (laughs) and podcast releases i was it was because i was spending all of my spare time uh writing a little book called the uh 
uh, Big Truths Bible Storybook. And so that came out on the 16th of March. So it's been out for a couple of weeks now. You can get it. Uh, Lifeway.com is usually where you get the best price for, the, for that. Um, but you can get it at Amazon, Christian yeah. Book, wherever you buy books. Um, point is, get it, read it, review it, share it with your kids. It's a good book. It really does. And I don't say that just because I wrote it. Um, but it, but conceptually it's, it was a, it was a neat idea that I got to be a part of, um, because what we wanted to do was we wanted to show how, um, if you want to think about it really simply, think about it as, um, foundational biblical theology for kids. I love it. With a, through a gospel centered narrative. And what ages is this for? Uh, it's really meant for, um, around six to 10. Six to 10. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I I mean, People yeah. of all ages can can access it and and find something in it because D- D- that's what Dave, I try to do. Dave can learn these 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 big great big truths. As Dave ba- as can learn these saying. things. Dave okay, can learn Dave these can things too. Okay, yes. that's good to know. Yes, good, and good. and I have all the confidence in the world that you're going to be able to do it. That's all I need to know. I, I feel I feel better now. That's excellent. Good. excellent. Okay. Wow. Uh, the other thing, though, that um, I wanted to give a quick quick mention to is I'm um, actually still in the B and H world. Um, is something that popped into my mailbox by um, uh, one of my uh, one of one of my friends, colleagues, and bosses. Um, <laughs> named michael kelly oh that's right okay yes. yeah, yeah i'm like um, what are you talking about <laughs> yes this gonna be so <laughs> okay like where are you yes. going with so this? the book yeah. is called uh, the whole story for the whole family um and it is a year of jesus-centered family devotions and so um you know that's a it's 365 daily yeah. you know very accessible um very conversationally friendly um, devotionals for for the whole family for around to take about ten minutes around the dinner table. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a pretty cool thing. Um, and then there's one other thing that is a book that I am listening to on and off um, because I don't drive that much right now. Um, but it is a um, a critical biography of Stan Lee. Oh, yes. And who wrote, so, who wrote it? Um, the, the author is, so the book is called true believer and, um, it is by, uh, Abraham Reisman is his name. And so, uh, it's a book that, um, what it really does is it seeks to kind of go underneath the legend of Stan Lee, um, and, um, casts a little bit of a, a more, negative light on him um but i think but stuff like that is important because it is um because we we tend to want to see people like stan lee and like any of our heroes Mm -hmm. in the best positive life light as opposed to seeing them as what they were and are which is people yes yeah By the way, how old was Stanley when he passed away? He was ninety-five when oh, he died. Wow! Mm-hmm. Still appearing in cameos in in the movies, which was crazy. Mm-hmm. 
he never really looked 95. He looked more like, I don't know, 75, 80 or something, you know? I mean, he, the thing that's funny is, is that he, um, he looked like he was, cause I mean, he started his career in the thirties, like that's late thirties. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And so he was, and so he was working and active at Marvel comics right through the seventies. He was, um, and in the eighties, he started taking a bit of a backseat, but he was Mm. still heavily involved. Mm. Um, and then, um, you know, and then, you know, his contract with Marvel changed in the late nineties, early two thousands. And that's when things started getting, and unfortunately had a lot of people taking advantage of him and because he was very trusting Mm. and that was not a good thing, especially as he got older. So, um, Mm. So, yeah, so it, it gives a different kind of picture of, you know, who was this man and mm-hmm. what was he really like and, and what were the things that motivated him and all this kind of stuff. It's it's fascinating so far. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, um, he, he's one of those, certainly, I, I, the more, I mean, as the kids have grown up, we've watched so many more Marvel movies. Um, and, you know, I'm not... I'm, not, not my complete cup of tea, but I really do enjoy him. I mean, how do you not? Um, but um, boy, man, pop culture, we benefit from that guy so much. I mean, uh, so it's hard not to appreciate all of uh, what he's done. So very cool. Well, man, you got a lot going on. I mean, I'm, I'm reading a Pat Conroy book. So nice. South of Broad. Is it the cookbook? I, I, no, it's, uh, it's what... Uh, it's his book, South Abroad, um, the one he did. It was one of his last, I think it's the last one he did. Hmm. I think he did it was 2009. Yeah, oh, it's great. I mean, I just love his characters and everything. So it's great. So there you go. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Dave, we did it. It yes, has been we did. a lovely Friday. We have. Yes. 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 So <laughs> we, will, we will talk again soon because this is what we do. This is what we do. Maybe someday we'll get to be in person again. Someday. (laughs) Someday. Um. (laughs) All right. So, Dave, thanks for hanging out. And everybody, thanks for listening. You know what to do. Please do leave your uh, five-star ratings, reviews, uh, and tell your friends because we want more people listening to the show. We'll talk to you later. This is an area code podcast.